Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. Hi, everybody. I'm John. I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, It's great to see so many people. and then to hear the words welcome to overeaters anonymous welcome home it's been such uh such an interesting year i just went back to the midwest to visit some family and uh picked up covid along the way uh at this wedding and it just feels like it has upended my entire world and um it's great to have a home to come back to i was very close because i just recovered this week to canceling this and I was like no 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 just get up and do it um and I'm so glad that I did um so let's see um what it was like what happened and what it's like now um I started um I first came into the rooms in 2006 um about 400 pounds and um over the next year and a half I had lost about well, what was it, 160 pounds, um, and then, you know, was feeling good about life, uh, you know, I did a lot of recovery in that time, um, but then also, you know, decided that uh, now that I had the partner and the life that I wanted, um, I could go to fewer meetings and fewer meetings and then no meetings, and then I had a really great sponsor who would never call me back, um, and I uh, eventually went out myself. And it's funny that um, I've had two relapses and I can remember the first compulsive bite of both. Um, I, I remember just like hunched over the sink making snacks for uh, one of my partner's kids and taking them and like hunched over just sucking it up and being like, oh, I felt compulsive. And that was pretty much where, um, where it came off. But let me go back uh, to childhood. Um, I think I was born a compulsive overeater when I uh, first came in in 2006. Um, I was trying to pinpoint kind of when my compulsive eating started. So I asked my mom, um, mom was there time where I started eating more than others. And I think I thought I had uh, a time in my life that um, that I could pinpoint. And she was like, you ate a lot of formula. And, and then I started remembering things, uh, sneaking, well, first eating food and then being, you know, punished for taking that food. So then I learned how to sneak it and hide it. And um, I remember there was this, um, we lived in Wisconsin for a little while. I grew up in Southern California, but we um, moved to Wisconsin for a few years. And I remember um, becoming really, really good at sneaking onto the counter and into the tin on top of the fridge and stealing as many cookies as I could and hiding them in different places in this closet of mine that had like the slanted, Thing from the roof and it was just all a little askew and warped um, and there were papers all over and so I would like 
hide it in between in different places and then uh, pretend to go to bed and um, go sit in that closet and like eat and look through this tiny little warped window. And like that for me is my, um, my disease in a nutshell is it keeps me in my secrets in the dark, eating in a closet um, and watching the world uh, from a place um, where I can't really participate in it. Um, you know, and I was always a big kid and um, let's see, you know, junior high, high school, I was very active kid in um in grade school and still was the uh had to wear husky sized jeans um and oh i remember i don't know how many of you had to line up with the rest of your class in the gym and get weighed oh talk about devastation i just remember sitting in that line i already got bullied so much for my weight and then all of those bullies just standing there watching me get weighed and i was like everyone else was like 80 to 89 pounds and i was 99 pounds and it was the end of the world um and everybody like all those guys just were relentless about it and you know that leads led to shame spirals and you know i'm not good enough um and all sorts of you know, terrible self-thoughts. Um, but I didn't really um, put on lots and lots of weight until probably my mid-20s um, when I just didn't know what to do anymore. And I knew that if I went back to my parents' house, it was, I was not going to come out of it okay. I knew that like the only way I was keeping weight off was by not having food readily available <laughs> and um and at some point i had to move back there and that was the first time it ballooned up over 300 pounds um and um and that itself was also devastating to just suddenly be in this body that just did not feel like me and um <sighs> Oh yeah, I remember. Um, I remember in like the late '90s, uh, my my ex-wife, uh, the woman who would become my ex-wife anyway. Um, she, you know, we would go out to dinner with friends on Fridays, and I would leave work, and it was like a 30, 40 minute ride home, and I would always make sure that I like stopped off and like went through some sort of fast food restaurant and ate that on the way home with the windows down so that the, um, so the scent wouldn't stick. And, um, and then like find a dumpster or something where I could throw all the food wrappers away before I got home. And, um, and then we'd go out to dinner. Um, and, uh, and I remember her saying like, you need to get your thyroid checked because there's something wrong. I've seen what you eat and uh, you don't eat that much. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I should get my thyroid checked. And I got my thyroid checked and it was not my thyroid. <laughs> it was sneaking food every chance that I got. Um, 
And, you know, I tried the diets, lost a lot of weight, um, but I never really, I, I never really lost weight. I just sent it out for reinforcements, it would come back and bring a lot more with it. And um, uh, demoralization they talked about in the big book um, of that. And like being on a diet and just knowing, knowing that what the end was going to be like, that I was going to snap back, that I was going to put it all on again, even as I'm losing the weight, knowing that that's going to be the result was just demoralizing. And um, um, I had a friend of mine who I turns out she had lost, you know, over a hundred pounds. And, um, I, and I was like, I, I need to know what you did. And she said, I remember these words exactly. Get your ass to an OA meeting. And I was like, what is that? Like, I don't have any 12 step history in my family. I don't know what any of it is. And, um, and she explained to me what OA is. And I was like, oh, well, that's crazy. I just need to find the right food plan. I just need to buckle down harder. I just need to exercise more. Um, all of these things. Like I, I just haven't been good enough. Um, I need to be better. And um, that's just, oh, oh, terrible, terrible thinking. Um, and she told me that. And I think it was six or seven years later before I actually ran out of runway and was just like, okay, I'm, I have nothing else. I, I have to try this. Um, uh, I watched a friend of mine die of this disease. And I remember he was, um, we did the Renaissance Fair down here and he was a storyteller out there. And he said um, he was moving to Texas. And uh, I remember we were singing at his um, going away party. And he said, um, I said, why are you moving to Texas? I said, oh, I'll live long here out there with my condition. And uh, he said, uh, I said, well, what, what condition is that? He said, oh, I have a bubble on my aorta. And I was like, oh my God, how do they fix that? He says, you don't, you die. And yeah, within like the next year or two, he was dead. And I remember posting on my blog at the time, my, my best like food plan, exercise plan, this is what I'm going to do. Um, and, you know, I want everybody to keep me to this plan. And like, nobody's going to keep me to that plan, except, except me. And I couldn't even get a day. I was all out of fight. And a year later, nothing. I hadn't, I hadn't even gotten one day. And um, so I posted basically the same thing again. And a friend of mine messaged me and said, um, hey, uh, last year when you posted that, I went to a meeting. It inspired me to go to a meeting. And if you want, I will drive up to your area and take you to a meeting. And I was like, I remember typing Y-E-S send as fast as I could because I knew it was the right thing. But if I thought about it too much, I wouldn't do it. Um, and so she called me. We found a meeting near me. Um, and I went to a 100-pounder meeting in Orange County. Um, and 
I just remember talking to her afterwards as we got food and actual heat leaving my neck. My ears went ice cold and like all of this stress from the years of secrets was just coming off my body. Um, and that was, <laughs> and that was my, my thing. And I, I remember on my way home going like, I'm a compulsive overeater. I can't help it. And away went all the food shame. And so I like binged my guts out for like the next three, four days before I went, okay, I am done. I am finished. And I asked um, somebody to be my sponsor, which was very difficult for me. I remember being just so nervous to ask because I, you know, was so afraid of being not good enough and all the bullying. And, um, and he uh, tricked me into being, um, being abstinent my first day and my first night. And uh, he basically said, have you overeaten today? And I said, well, yeah. And he goes, do you think you could not overeat for the rest of the night? And I said, yeah, I think I could probably just do tonight. He goes, okay, cool. Well, then call me tomorrow before you eat. I said, oh, okay. So I woke up the next day and I remember drinking a bunch of water the night before, just like trying to get through it and uh, called him up and he goes, have you compulsively overeaten today? And I said, no. And he goes, do you think you can not compulsively overeat for the rest of the day? And I went, oh, bastard, you tricked me. Well, I guess I'm abstinent now. I might as well just go for it. And um, oh my God, that was the best thing ever. Um, you know, there was a lot of struggles. Um, but my favorite thing about this program is, um, though I was losing the weight, the thing that really, really stuck with me was the serenity, the, um, um, I change, um, which today's for today. I pulled out today was talking about that like instead of trying to make the world conform to what I want it it's about me conforming to the way things are going in the world um and um I had a friend of mine I remember think because I always thought of myself as a very fun happy-go-lucky you know uh kind of guy and um I went back to the renaissance fair after losing like 160 pounds and and people talking about not just the weight loss but also that um there was something inside me that was coming through that there was a calmness to me and i'm like well i've always been you know pretty happy guy and i just remember one of my friends just saying you were angry we never knew which john we were gonna get were we going to get happy fun, John, or we were, were we going to get vengeful, John? And I was like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. And, um, um, and I like this guy. I like, I just got another year. So, yeah, so after about a year and a half of that, I ended up going out for two years, just one bite at a time. And, um uh putting on most of the weight again and then coming back and going up to the scariest guy in the room and um being like like would you be my sponsor <gasps> he said no why don't you call me tomorrow and we'll talk about it we never really officially talked about it but 
he sponsored me for like eight years. So I think that's, that was probably a yes. Um, and he, um, yeah, he just kind of got me, he got me on a very spiritual path with uh, my abstinence being, uh, uh, having a spiritual element. Because um, he said, other than that, it's, uh, it's, it's a diet. And um, I ended up um, 190 pounds down from my high, highest weight. Um, and then my life took off my, um, you know, I had spent a lot of time eating, sitting in a room and daydreaming about my, um, my perfect life that was out there one day and one day I'll lose the weight and then I'll be able to go out there and live my perfect life. And, um, he said, well, why don't you just start doing that today? And, um, the weight will come, but he's like, why don't we concentrate on all the other stuff? And, um, you know, I ended up pursuing that career and doing really well. And then um, a few years back, I ended up uh, moving to Minnesota for two years. Um, and when I was there, I, I couldn't find any local meetings. It was pre-Zoom meetings. And um, I ended up, I remember that compulsive bite as well. I won't go into it, but it was very much like that that other one. And, um, uh, and I knew it was coming and I said, I'm going to do this. And I did it anyway. And, um, and then it was like, oh, okay, all the things that I haven't eaten, I'm going to eat. And I hated them. I hated it. It was terrible. It was gross. I was not used to it anymore. I didn't want it anymore. Every now and then I like go, oh, you know what? Maybe I will have, have, try that out again and it never worked out well I'm like oh this is so terrible I hate it <laughs> and um uh yeah put on tons of weight back there and then uh I came back out and I started getting back into OA and then uh, the pandemic happened and um I had a really really rough time at the beginning of the pandemic and maybe the first year and then started just texting with a fellow at first um he didn't he had just come back off of a relapse i had just come back off of a relapse and we were texting back and forth and like all right april 15th it's been this many days it's been this many days it's like every day we were counting the days and um and then eventually that kind of fell off and i kept going and i found another sponsor and it is uh, it has made all the difference um when I am in my disease, I tend to pull up um, anything that I really, really love. I push away, I lose. And right now I'm in this period of, you know, rebuilding and um, everything, you know, everything's going quite well. I, you know, when I got COVID, I didn't sit around and vengefully think of who gave me COVID, whose fault is this? And I was like, well, you know, I went on a plane, saw a bunch of people at a, um, at a wedding, kind of worth it. As long as I, you know, <laughs> am not dealing with this for my whole life. And like, I kept checking back to see, like, why am I not being vengeful about this? And it was like, I don't know. But my higher power, you know, um, talking 
with them was uh, and working my steps, reporting my food, calling my sponsor, showing up to meetings, doing service, and all of that stuff has made it so that like I'm moving this week to a much better place. I've got um, money coming in. Um, my career is going well again, like better than it ever has. Um, and most importantly, I can tell by the way people are interacting with me, I have changed because their faces light up. They tend to lean in instead of this tentative, what are we going to get thing that I was getting just a year ago. Um, and that's what it's like now. One, zero. Thank you. I'm John, and I'm a compulsive overeater, and that's it for me.